I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We're going to take a break from talking about wind. We're going to talk, take a break from talking about the coronavirus. Uh, and we are going to, for the next segment, have a conversation with Deseret News reporter Amy Donaldson. We're going to talk about football, specifically girls football, and a debate which is uh, playing out right now in a Utah courtroom. Uh, Amy First off, thank you for joining us. I know you've stepped out of the courtroom to have this conversation. Tell us w- what's happening right now. Well, I actually am not at court today. They've assigned me to something else. But what's happening today is uh, this morning, um, Jordan School District, uh, um, I think he's he's over the high schools. He's administrator of high schools, uh, Brad Sorensen. He was testifying under cross-examination. So, uh, or I mean, under direct examination. And then um, this afternoon, it's going to be Rob Cuff, who's the executive director of the Utah High School Activities Association. So right now, today, yesterday and today, so far, it's been the people who are in charge of making the decisions about what athletics um, kids are allowed to play. And what is the what is the question? There is uh, Sam Gordon uh, is at the center of this lawsuit. Uh, she she would like to be playing high school football. Yeah, her and and uh, I think in the girls' league this year they had about 450 girls play in a girls-only league that's now six years old. It was actually a league started by Sam's dad because what happens is girls can play little league and they have some success, but for the most part, when kids hit puberty, um, most girls know they can't compete with boys when it comes to a combat sport like uh, like wrestling or football, and so they want to play in their own league. And so they've been, they did some other things to try to get the league started and get it going. And we're rebuffed by two different school districts, Canyons and Jordan. Canyon was actually dropped from the lawsuit because the girls who played in Canyons uh, graduated from high school. And Sam's a senior, which is why this is the first federal trial that they've had. It's a bench trial, no jury because of COVID. Um, it's, it's been, they're doing it because Sam's going to graduate this year. Mm. So, so Sam and others, some other girls have been playing in like a, like a privately associated league and what they would like. It's kind of like a club program. Yeah. Uh, what's the relationship between that club program and the school? No relationship, correct? No relationship at all. Right. Like it's like, it would be like a club volleyball program Got or it. an AAU basketball team. It doesn't have any association with the, with the school. Um, the only thing that shows is that there are 450 girls who want to play um, tackle football in a girls only league. And there is – go ahead. They're, they're saying there's interest in it. And so, and so really the trial hinges on two things. Uh, equal Protection Clause, which is in the 14th Amendment and guarantees everybody the same – you know, the, the laws will be applied to us equally. You don't get preferential treatment over me um, and vice versa. And then the other issue is Title IX. And Title IX means that when it comes to education, publicly funded education – uh, of which uh, high school athletics are part of that, same with collegiate athletics, um, you have to provide the same op- quality and quantity of opportunities for women that you provide for men. And 
they call it though the underrepresented groups, which in you know is women. Um, and so basically, their argument of Sam and her lawyers is they've done extensive research and surveys, and there are about 130 more opportunity athletic opportunities for boys in Utah high schools than there are girls. And they just think the UHSAA and the school districts are not doing enough to rectify that problem. Um, and that's what the trial is going to determine. You know, is, is football going to be the way they rectify it? I don't, I don't know. Uh, girls are able to play like boys football. Like, football in Utah is co-ed. Is that correct? Well, that's, that's, the, that's the debate also. So girls have always been allowed to play on a, a men's, you know, whether you think it's boys or co-ed. I mean, uh-huh. I'll tell you, I don't think of it as co-ed because I played co-ed soccer, co-ed softball. I played co-ed flag football. And um, there are rules that govern co-ed sports that ensure women will be able to be in a, a meaningful part of the team. You know, you have to bat every other batter, man, woman, man, woman, in co-ed softball. Right. Um, co-ed to me doesn't just mean that girls are allowed to play on a boys' team. But that's what the state's arguing. That's what UHSAA and the districts are saying is we've always allowed girls to play. There are girls who've played high school football. I, going back decades, I know a woman who's 40-plus years old, and she played high school football. So there are always girls who've played. I think it's been um, a different experience for them than, say, wrestling. I, I saw wrestling coaches really embrace girls, re- girl wrestlers. Not every coach, but girls could find a place to wrestle. And, yeah, they ran into some guys who didn't want to wrestle them, and a few guys forfeited, and there were some issues. But, but by and large, if you wanted to wrestle, you could in Utah as a girl, but not so much in football. Are there any proposals to, like, somehow level the playing field? You make reference to uh, the, the, the rules for softball, for co-ed softball, where you have to alternate. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any proposed rules uh, for football to, uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly how to phrase it, but to somehow level that the playing field for, for boys and girls? No, I think the position of the districts and the state is that there's not enough interest in a girls-only tackle football league and that there is more interest in other sports. Like mm-hmm. we did a survey in Jordan District, and what they found was the most popular sport that girls wanted to play was archery. Okay. And the, re- the reason for that, I was surprised by that uh, result. <laughs> the reason for that is that the uh, Division of Wildlife Services does a archery class. which It's a hunting, but it's also, you know, proficiency in art in target shooting and stuff so there were a lot of girls who did that and really enjoyed it and wanted to and they participate in in it outside of school and so i think it was about 15 percent you as you can imagine yeah. interest is spread all over the place there are girls who want a bowling league and girls who want gymnastics and girls who wanted competitive cheer and you know the interesting thing to me was that more girls wanted to play girls only tackle football than wanted to play girls basketball oh fascinating are, mm-hmm. To my knowledge, there's there's nowhere in the country where this exists currently, uh, supported by like the public school system. Am I wrong there? Is there anywhere where where this no. is happening? Yeah, you're, you're, there's two reasons this is unique. A, there is no girls only tackle football league that's offered by a high, you know, in conjunction with high school. Right. So there's no girls equivalency of what boys have in in boys fo- in football. You know, which everyone, they're going to argue with co-ed, but well, so we can talk about that. Sure. But the, the secondly, it's, I can't find a case in the country where someone successfully sued a school district or a, a state activities association um, and required them to create a league for a certain group of people. 
um, that usually what people are suing for is access to what exists. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're suing to get access to the wrestling team. They're suing to be able to play on the football team. Um, and never have I seen, and I can't find, and none of the lawyers have been able to find it either, um, a case where somebody sued asking the school district to form a, a league for a certain group of people. And that's, that's usually something that, like with girls, girls wrestling got sanctioned just a few months ago. Um, you know, that's been this long process. I remember covering the first girl who made it to the state championship, you know, the state, uh, she, was, she made it to like the semifinals, right? She's now a coach and has gone on and had a great career. Um, there are girls getting wrestling scholarships now, but they've sort of just used the system that was there. And some of them have had to sue to be able to participate, but they sued to have access to what exists, not hey, form a league that's girls only so that I only have to wrestle girls. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, Amy Donaldson with the Deseret News, thank you so much for your insight here. Looking forward to seeing how this all plays out. You mentioned earlier that it's a, that it's a, you know, a federal case. Would this have, would this have an impact uh, outside of Utah, or what, what, could, what precedent could be set here? Certainly, if they, if they prevail, this could ha- you, know, you could see girls in other, other sports. You could see boys do this for volleyball here in Utah. Um, boys have been trying to get a men's volleyball league in high schools going for a while. Now they don't have, they could use maybe equal protection, but they don't have the benefit of title nine because there are currently more opportunities for boys than girls. But if you offer girls football, I've always said football is the great unequalizer because so many kids participate in it. And if you take, if you made it, if you created, if you bring on competitive cheer or you create girls football, then you're going to see level numbers as far as girls and boys opportunities and you might see boys sue to get a volleyball league of their own so it could be really interesting it could have ramifications it's a three-week trial i don't know how it's going to go but it, it is a bench trial so the only person either right. side has to com- convince is the judge just the judge amy donaldson thank you so much this is absolutely uh, fascinating interesting stuff uh deseret news reporter amy donaldson uh reporting on a trial right now which could have ramifications on a girls only uh, football league in high school here in the state of Utah, maybe beyond. Thanks again. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. When we return, uh, we will be hearing from Governor Gary Herbert. He uh, has been touring uh, some Utah neighborhoods, including Rose Park. Uh, he will be addressing the media, talking about his recent declaration of a state of emergency here statewide. That's coming up ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.